Welcome to the Word from the Ancient Path, Stories and Sermons for the Journey, a channel of blessing and encouragement for friends all over the world to hear and experience how God speaks and works through ordinary people with an extraordinary calling. We have stories of bringing good news, connecting in Christ, and building the kingdom. And we have the Word of God declared through the pastors and missionaries of Ancient Path Ministries, La Iglesia Volviendo a la Senda Antigua. I'm your guide, Pastor Kevin Job. I'm very happy to be with you. Our ministry was founded by Pastors Jose Santiago and Yamile Cruz in Jovellanos, Cuba. And my wife, Tani, and I serve as chief connection makers in the United States. Our team of pastors, missionaries, advisors, and kingdom servants is dedicated to planting churches and spreading the reach of the gospel. And so we pray that you are blessed and inspired by these sermons and reflections and the testimony of what God has done and is doing in and through us. Hey, today we're going to hear the first part of a sermon that was initially preached in 2019 by our founding pastor, Jose Santiago. Now, the Spanish version is actually a recording of him preaching it. And, and I'm telling you, even if you don't speak the language, I want to encourage you to listen to it. Just get a feel for the way he had with the word. It was really special. So today we bring you the word. What are you going to do while you're waiting around for your big moment from Pastor Jose Santiago? We pick it up as he invites us to prayer. Through the Holy Spirit, the Word of God can minister to us. So invite the Holy Spirit to work in you. Close your eyes if it's possible and let's pray. I want you to talk to God now. I want you to take this moment and don't just be silent, but offer a prayer, a prayer that comes out of your mouth and out of your heart. What is it that you hope to receive in this moment? What, what is it that you came seeking today? It's a great moment right now for each of us to just ask the Lord to minister to us, to, to speak to us through his glory and his works in the name of Jesus. And then just bless God, bless his name in this moment, and ask the Father that he would bless his word to us because we know that ultimately it works for our blessing. Lord, we want your word to minister to us through her message right now, that the words would work in us with all authority and power. Father God, we know that all that comes from you is good. When you created the heavens and the earth and formed all of creation, you saw that all of it was good and in a big way. We know that your word is good because it always speaks, always ministers, always blesses. And so we ask that it would bear fruit in us in this time and in everyone who hears it for the glory of our Lord. And let the church say, Amen. Anyone here who has ever been in some kind of competition, you know, the sort of thing where you could win a trophy, is there someone here, maybe, maybe when you were younger, maybe when you were a kid, you might have been in some sort of competition or tournament, maybe a phys ed class or some kind of test, yes? Uh, maybe some of you have been someplace in some sort of competitive sport, right? For example, maybe right here, right now, we could have an archery tournament, right? Are there any volunteers to, to be part of this? I'm going to need somebody who's going to go stand back there in the doorway and hold a piece of fruit that I will give you up in the air, right? No, no, no. It's not an apple, no, no. Um, it's a mango. You know, mangoes are in season. And anyway, do I have a volunteer? If we were at this archery competition right now for real, what would we see happening? I mean, what is it you do with the bow and arrow, right? You take the bow in one hand, right, and the arrow in the other, and the curious thing, well, what's the curious thing about what you do with them? It, it, what you do when you want to shoot the arrow? Where are you going to place the arrow when you're preparing to launch it? I mean, when you're getting ready to let it fly, where are you going to put the thing? You have to take hold of it with a really good degree of force and pull it back, right? Huh. To be able to release this arrow, listen, now listen well. 
This is a moment for the word of God for you today, and God's told me it's going to be a prophetic word for the church. That arrow to be forcefully launched forward toward its objective so that she can be able to reach the target and do what's supposed to be done, that arrow must first be under very strong tension. But the tension isn't in a forward direction. It's backward tension. It's true. Curious though, right? The very thing that you wish to launch powerfully forward, you first have to pull it back with equal power, right? Each and every one of us, I think that we, we wait for, we hope for a moment when something important is going to happen in our lives. How many of us are hoping for the arrival of something important in our lives right now? Uh, what is that important thing that you're waiting for in your life? Can anybody, can anybody give me one? I mean, like, what's the long hoped for moment for a farmer, that, that long awaited moment for a farmer? I mean, what's the most important thing that happens for a farmer? What's that moment when they go out and they take in what they hope will be the very best harvest? What about that moment for a couple who's in love? What are they most anxious for? Well, the coming of the wedding and, you know, the honeymoon. How about a scientist, right? What, what, what's his or her most important moment? Maybe that moment, of, that moment of the greatest discovery or new understanding, right? When, when they've arrived at the pinnacle of their career. Or for an athlete, what's, what's that long-awaited moment of that most special thing that can happen? That would be to win the gold medal, yeah? So I want you tonight, as the Lord begins to speak into this church and in this moment, I, I think the Lord is asking you right now, what are you doing while you're waiting for your moment to arrive? And, and this will be the title of the word that God's going to bring over us, church, right now, over his church. What are we doing or what are you doing while you're waiting for your moment to arrive? With what is it that you are occupying your time? What is the thing that is taking up the majority of the time and of our lives? Oftentimes, we have dreams, and many times we have goals, and many times, indeed, we're waiting for a special moment to arrive. You know, I think that, well, I just want to tell you that sometimes we think, well, you know, maybe that moment is not going to come, or maybe we think that, you know, that, that whatever special moment it might have been, it's already passed us by. And, and so now I feel like we don't have any real special goal or even an impulse to try you know, it's, it, we feel like the best thing that's ever going to happen has already come. Everything I already wanted to do, it's already done, you know. The whole phase of dreams and goals and all that sort of thing, well, it's over. But I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, that kind of thinking is totally an error, and it's a grave error. Every man, every woman of God, in every moment of our lives, we should always have the expectation and be hoping for something from the Lord that there's still a goal for your life. And if you've had that, or you're just not feeling it right now, beloved brothers and sisters, then, then I just pray that the word that's coming right now will be able to bring to you, it's going to bring a new breath, a new hope. Because at this moment, you, you need to have this goal and this hope for moment in your life. And so that question for you is, what are you going to do while you're waiting for this moment to arrive? And so in the Word today, we're going to find three examples. Three examples of really important people who I hope will speak into your life. You see, God opened up. He, well, He opened up my eyes. 
And he said to me, it isn't as if things come out like they're coming out of nowhere, right? I mean, we'll say things like, well, this happened because God sent them, or that happened because God did it. But there's always a purpose. There's always some project that we have to do or some path that we have to walk, right? And these three important people didn't just hope for or wait around for their big moments. They also prepared for their moments. So don't just wait around for your moment. Tell the person next to you, don't just sit around waiting for the moment. You can just wait for your moment. No, you must prepare for its arrival. Can we say amen to that? We're going to take a moment now for a short break. Stay with us for more on The Ancient Path. At Ancient Path Ministries, we hope to carry the light of the kingdom of God into places where it is most needed, to see people set free from what holds them captive. Now, our ministry is built on connections in Christ, and our financial foundation depends on the regular partnership of beloved friends such as you. If you would like to be a covenant financial partner or just simply contribute to the work of the ministry, visit our website at ancientpathministries.org. Check out the church in action and see how you can be a part of bringing good news, connecting in Christ, and building the kingdom. And we are back to this message from Pastor Jose Santiago. I want you to go with me now to see what the word can say to us in 1 Kings 19.19. We're talking here about the prophet Elijah. It says in 1 Kings 19.19, So Elijah went from there and found Elisha, son of Shaphat, He was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen, and he himself was driving the 12th pair. Elijah went up to him and threw his cloak around him. The word of God for you today. Now, this is a very well-known story surrounding the calling of Elisha as the successor to Elijah. These are two great men and prophets of the Old Testament. I love the life of the prophet Elijah. And, you know, many times I've heard people say, well, you know, okay, Elijah, well, sometimes he was a coward. Or in certain ways, you know, he was a guy who was kind of afraid of stuff. But, you know, I really have a lot of respect for this man. Personally, I respect everything he did. I mean, how many of us right now, right here, could raise our hands and say we've never been afraid or, or that I've never, you know, committed errors or that I've never been selfish in this or that moment? And Elijah, for me, was a tremendous man of God. I mean, he's a man who is known as the prophet of fire. He was a man who who confronted God's enemies. Even when he was the only one left there on Mount Carmel, he challenged all the prophets of Baal. And we saw how God, through the supernatural faith that moved this man, this, this man who, by the way, was paying a price in that moment that was, well, it was something to marvel at. But he was really given a great reward, right? When that fire fell from heaven over the altar and the burnt offering and it burnt up all the firewood, even drying up all the water that had been poured out around the altar twice. And we're going to see now how God backed him up. That Elijah was a great man of God over the nation of Israel. But, but we're all going to, also going to see right now the moment came for him to turn over his position. So what we see in the scripture here is the moment that we see the calling of Elisha as his successor, right? So what was happening with Elisha when Elijah came up alongside and it says, threw his cloak around him. It might seem like in that moment, Elisha really wasn't doing anything important, but we really know that it wasn't like that. And the greatest proof of this is, is the word that gives us perspective of that moment. Elisha had big projects underway. Now, what are big projects? 
Well, big projects, we have them. We have goals in our lives, right? When we plan and we're thinking about doing big things in our lives, yes? Of whatever kind. And Elisha also had big projects. He was a visionary man, and, and he thought on a big scale. I mean, let's just look at him a little bit more in this passage of Scripture, and we can see that he just wasn't out there along the path with one ox or with one horse or with one ass. No, he was working with 12 pair of oxen. And there with the last team, that's where we find Elisha. And here he was, and I imagine he was preparing a pretty large tract of land with that many animals and hoping for a great harvest. And maybe Elisha was out there working and thinking, this year, I'm going to have a good harvest. I'm going to bear great fruit. This year, I'm going to do something, well, you know, something special. And the word says that it was in this very moment when he was out there like that, that Elijah came up and threw his cloak over his shoulders. So we see Elisha preparing for something great. But when Elijah came up and threw his mantle over his shoulders, Elisha just simply turned and left it all behind. And it's really easy to read this and think that it was simple and easy for Elisha, right? I mean, it looks really easy here. The prophet Elijah comes, he throws his mantle over Elisha's shoulders, and he just leaves everything behind because none of it was important anyway. But if we know just a little bit more, we can understand that preparing land, preparing to harvest, this doesn't just simply imply time. It implies effort. It implies work and sacrifice. It implies resources. It implies many, many things. And the man was preparing so that in this year he could have a strong harvest. And then Elijah passes by there. And in that moment, Elisha just leaves everything behind and follows him. Listen, right now, I'm telling you, you might be in the middle of some big project in your life, but you have to understand something. Listen, listen well right now. The Lord's projects aren't just supposed to be some of the priority projects in your life. They're supposed to be the very center, the very best of what you have going on in your life. God's projects always have to be our primary objectives ahead of all other things in our lives. Many times we feel like we got to emerge triumphant, right? And whatever things we are doing, whatever work we've taken on, we hope that in our work and in every effort, we're going to be able to come out as the winners, right? If you want to be a winner, then the primary objectives and projects of your life will always need to be God's. God's projects always have to be first. Number one, the most important. None of God's projects for your life should ever be placed below personal objectives. So in spite of the fact that we find Elisha here in the middle of a big personal project, he was already connected to the presence of God. And so he knew that in this moment or the next moment, the time would come when God was ready to do that great work in his life. You got to understand, no one, and let me tell you again, no one who isn't connected to the Lord was going to leave behind everything that Elisha left behind. This is what you get with a prophet, right? No one who's disconnected from the vision of heaven, who is not connected to God's purpose, nobody who wasn't connected beforehand would have ever done what Elisha did and leave all that behind. And the word says it was really simple. Elijah just came up and threw his cloak over his shoulders. 
And so in this moment, the Holy Spirit starts to speak over God's people. God begins to speak right now to his church and says, let he who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit is saying to the church. We are right here in the middle of life and in the midst of many, many things that we're trying to do, trying to finish. But I want you to understand that the work project, number one, you've always got to understand and seek out, seek out in your life. That number one project is the work of God. So what is God's project for you? What's God's calling on your life? What is it? What does God want you to accomplish in this season? Every man and every woman of God, hear that. Every man, every woman of God, beloved brothers and sisters, we are not in this world just to take up space. I mean, there are people who think we're just here to hang around until one day maybe God will decide to do something in us. But no. Every man and woman of God has a purpose that we ought to be able to point to in the middle of just simply doing life. We have to seek that purpose out. We have to connect ourselves to the Lord and begin to seek out his purposes so that we know what it is that God wants us to use, that God wants to use us for in this time in our lives. Ask yourself, what is God's purpose in my life? It's something you have to, to really bear in mind all the time. While, while your moment is on the way, get ready. While your moment is on the way, while the purpose God has for you ahead is on its way, prepare yourself. Maybe my goal or my project is that my business is prosperous. Maybe, maybe my friend the cabinet maker says his, pro, uh, his project is to just produce a great deal of quality carpentry and be successful. What's God's project for you? I mean, there are personal projects we have, but do you know what, what the project is that God has for you? Do you know what God's purposes with you sometimes we spend years in the faith and we come here to god's house and we come believers and well let me ask you what has god freed us from uh, what has god done in us so when god comes into a person's life what does he do with that life what's he do nothing no he saves us he forgives all our sins he washes us clean he regenerates us he makes us new creatures what else what else come on Yes, he transforms us, he, he guards us, blesses us, he fixes us, he, he fixes our lives, he makes sense out of our lives. And so this life that was stuck, this life that was unable to go forward where everything seemed to be a disaster area, well, well the Lord comes in and he starts to put things in order and arrange things in their place. So I'm asking you right now, and this is the great question for the moment, why does God come alongside in your life and do all of these things? So there you have some great thoughts from our founding pastor. What's coming up ahead? And what are you doing while you wait for God's moment to arrive? Join us next time and we'll hear the conclusion of this message from Pastor Jose Santiago. This brings us to the end of our time for today. Thank you so much for being with us. Join us next time as we continue to explore the Word of God and the witness of His people. And again, be sure to check out our webpage, ancientpathministries.org. Like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Ancient Path Ministries. Until next time, we pray God blesses you richly. Go and be the church.